Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Movie Shed Podcast. I'm, of course, your cinema-loving, shed-dwelling host, Mike. <sighs> you know, when it comes to source materials for movies, we tend to think of the same things, right? Books, you know, regular novels or comic books, uh, historical moments in time, plays or TV shows, right? Well... These movies have went down the road less traveled when it comes when it came to their source material, for better or for worse. So why don't we take a look at the films with weird source materials, shall we? Okay, so our first one. Oh yeah. Battleship the movie. Released in twenty twelve. You have to wonder what the pitch meeting was like when they brought this to the studio executives. We have this great idea for a military action film. Okay. Is it based on World War II or... No, no, no. Even better. The freaking board game. We just added aliens as the protagonists and boom! Instant moneymaker. And a $150 million loss at the box office later? Huh. Maybe it was a stupid idea after all. Ugh. But the next one, a little more interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. Clue from 1985. Now, I'm going to confess something to you guys. I freaking love Clue. It's, it's, one, it's up there in my top ten list of awesome films for me. So, I'm a little biased with this one. But, facts bear me out here. You see, it's another board game-based film with similar financial results as Battleship. Yet there is a charm and humor to this film that has earned it cult status. Unlike Battleship, with its overblown sense of its own self-importance, Clue doesn't take itself too seriously and is quite endearing and funny. I'm going to expand on this just a little bit. I want you to really think about this. If you've watched both films, you tell me which one is going to stick with you in a month. I'm not talking, you know, years, decades, a month. Four weeks. In four weeks, which one are you going to be able to remember various scenes and be able to recall what the lines were? I bet you could do it easily with Clue. And I bet you would struggle with Battleship. Now, I have seen both. And I actually ended up watching both around about the same couple days. You know, it's like I watched Clue on, I think, a Monday, and then I watched Battleship on Tuesday or Wednesday. A month later, I could easily tell you all the various scenes. Now, that makes it a little, you know, a little tricky. You know, like I said, it's my favorite film. But I'm able to tell you various lines. Battleship? I couldn't remember a goddamn thing about it. I remember it was lots of flashy, flashy, boom, boom stuff. And it was all fairly stupid. 
the only thing I can really remember is that they ended up switching boats to an old World War II battleship. Hence, battleship. In fact, I think it was the USS Missouri. Something that's been in dry dock in uh, Honolulu for ages. That That's all I can really recall. I can't recall much of anything else. Or anything that really gave a shit. Like, I couldn't give a shit about the whole thing. So, there's that. I, I dare you, if you haven't watched either film, watch both. And then a month later, I watch... I want you to be able, you know, write down some questions for yourself and then kind of put it away. Not think about it for a month. Come back and then try that and see how much Clue sticks with you and see how much Battleship doesn't. Anyway, rant over. Okay, our next one from 1987, The Garbage Pail Kids. Ooh, boy. I'm sure even if you haven't even watched this film, You've heard of it. It was based on a trading card game that was uh, a gross-out parody of the Cabbage Patch Kids. What could go wrong? As it turned out, everything. The appeal of the trading cards that made fun of your sister's Cabbage Patch dolls was a hit for a certain demographic. But as fodder for a feature-length film... Clearly, the answer was a resounding no. Now, I have seen the Garbage Pail Kids movie. I've actually seen it like three or four times. Don't ask why. There's no need to ask. <laughs> Just take it on. Take take my word for it. I've seen it multiple times, and it it gets it gets worse every time you watch it. Oh, but I do remember. I'm of an age that I remember the. Uh, trading cards and stickers that came out. It was the gar- Garbage Pail Kids. I remember seeing those things freaking everywhere. And then the movie. And, yeah, there is there is not a lot there, story-wise, from the trading cards. I mean, it's just the gross-out pun of a name. Uh, it's... Like Vomiting Valerie and Messy Tessie and crap like that. So, again, this was... I, I don't know what they were they were hoping to gain. I'm guessing there was like this big uh, market trend with a lot of people buying up the damn cards. And they thought, we'll just, you know, shoehorn a movie in there. And that'll make it tons and tons of money. And wow, were they wrong. Alright, our next one is also for 1987, believe it or not. But it actually did fairly well. And that was Born in East L.A. Now, this movie was actually based on a parody song. Yep, that's uh, that's what we got here. It was Born of, from the Mind of Cheech Marin, of Cheech and Chong fame. The song is a parody of Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. Uh, the synopsis of the song made a pretty funny movie of a guy mistaken to be an illegal immigrant who was deported to Mexico and his attempts to get back into the U.S. with the line, I'm not from Mexico, I was born in East L.A. It's a bit uh, on the news these days, 
considering our uh, immigration snafus and issues. But at the at the time, I want you to think about it this way. This was being done in the late 80s, back when uh, the Reagan-era politics, especially when it came to immigration, was in f- really in full swing. And here was a guy, Cheech Marin, who was really calling it out. That's some that's saying something. And it's still funny. I mean, Cheech Marin is a funny dude. And this movie was absolutely hysterical. I will give you a scene in particular. Uh, he manages to smug, to sneak himself aboard an RV. The RV gets stopped at the border, and they do a check. They open up the fridge, and in a weird kind of David Copperfield kind of thing, there's like bits and pieces of him scattered within the various levels of this fridge with his head at the bottom, you know, covered in ice and shivering. And he has a smile and he's like, what? <laughs> it's such an absurd thing to see. And it it's so funny. Honestly, if you get a chance, please watch this one. Uh, so what's our next one? Well... Pirates of the Caribbean from 2003. It's a little film. I'm not sure you might have heard of it, but there you go. Well, I'm sure if you might have known by now, this is a movie based on a ride from Disneyland. Who knew this was going to work and who could have foreseen just how big a financial juggernaut this thing would become? I mean, after all, it spawned something like, what, four or five sequels? I mean, hell, there's still talk of a sixth Pirates movie and talk of a spinoff based in the same universe, so in this case, weird source material for the win. You know, and I've been on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride before it got its Jack Sparrow makeover. And I couldn't really imagine a movie coming out of this, but there you go. It did, and it worked. However, the year prior, they tried something else from Disney. That would be The Country Bears. A movie based on an animatronic show in Disneyland because, yes, the world was clamoring for a feature-length movie based around the life of animatronic bears. I suppose this opens the door for future movies based on other animatronics. Perhaps the life and times of Billy Bob and the Rockafire explosion from Showbiz Pizza? Or perhaps the life and lives and struggles of Chuck E. Cheese? Sadly, these ideas will never be realized, as the Country Bears film was a cinematic turd and flopped hard at the box office. A shame. I would have looked forward to a Billy Bob and a Rockafire explosion. Ah, our next is, of course, the Angry Birds movie. The first, not the second, from 2016. A movie based on a mobile phone app. 
Alright, this is a thing now, I guess. But, to my surprise, it was a financial success and had decent reviews, so I guess if you have a if you have so little besides visuals to work off of, and you have creative writers, you can create a quirky, fun little movie that actually works. Color me surprised. Next one uh, doesn't surprise me in the least. Uh, from 2017 is, of course, The Emoji Movie. A movie based on emojis you use in texts. I have just one question for the creators of this. Just how high were you when you came up with this idea? A movie no one was asking for, on a subject no one thinks about, or really cares for that matter. Is it any wonder it was a colossal box office bomb? I therefore give this movie five poop emojis out of five. Well, there you have it. Eight movies with weird source materials, and not all of them are bad. On the contrary, some were wild successes that spawned multiple sequels, or found a second life as cult classics. Uh, the rest are garbage and hardly worth watching, and I think that goes to show that with talent, you can create great films out of anything. And without talent, you can turn anything into shit. That's the lesson here today. Well, that's been fun. But I think that's it for me for today. So it's time to close up the old shed. But I will see y'all next time.